Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Causey Consulting Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Causey, and I'm also the owner of Causey Consulting, which you can find online anytime at CauseyConsultingLLC.com. Today, I want to talk about the importance of forging your own path. To date, the most popular blog post that I've published on my website is called It's Okay to Have a Different Path. And it's not surprising that that's the most interacted with and viewed post that I've written so far because people are hungry for authenticity. There are certainly people out there rebelling against this overly plastic, phony baloney society that we seem to have fallen into. You know, somebody that takes a thousand photos with every filter and airbrush tool on known to man before they can post one selfie or these reality TV shows where nothing is in fact real. Everything has been scripted and pre-planned and edited and they apply the contestants with lots and lots of booze so that they can intentionally bait them into fist fights and conflicts and essentially humiliate people so that they will say and do horrendous things on national TV that if they were coherent and in their right mind, they would never take any part in. So many times in business, I go back to the wise words of one of my mentors, Pete Lefkowitz, watch what the crowd is doing and move in the opposite direction. Now, certainly there are a lot of people who have their own YouTube channels, they have their own podcasts. When I started this podcast, the, the thought most certainly occurred to me of like, does the world need another podcast? I mean, there's so many out there and anybody who's physically capable of talking seems to be setting one up. I don't want to just be the same person in a sea of podcasts. I have to say, I feel very happy and very fortunate because people who have emailed me and approached me about wanting to be guests on the podcast have been excellent. And the people who I know and have identified as good potential guests have also been excellent. I would say 95 to 98% of the people that I've approached and said, yes, you have an excellent story to tell. You have a unique service. I'd love to have you on have said yes. There's only been a small number of people that have been a little bit, you know, what I would call snooty patootie. And I want to talk about one of those people now because it's relevant to this discussion. I had approached someone that I thought would have an excellent story to tell. And he was very, um, uh, he let me know, I was going to say snooty again. He's very sort of uptight. And he let me know that I only do video podcasts. I don't want to be on an audio only podcast. And I thought, well, <laughs> I honestly, God, I thought about, I'm going to really show how country I am here. But like, I really honest to God, when he said that to me, I thought of Carl Childers and Sling Blade when Billy Bob Thornton's like, well, all right, Dan, like suit yourself, pal. If, if you really feel that, you know, you're, it's beneath you to be on an audio only podcast, then I'm not interested. One of the reasons why I kind of kept it old school, even though it feels hilarious to me to say that audio 
And this kind of podcasting format is old school. When I think back to the days pre-internet, it's like this is this is still pretty new school. One of the reasons why I wanted to do an, an audio-only old school type of podcast is because it's different. Even though it's it's old school, it's become a different school because so many people are doing video. My LinkedIn feed remains clogged with these carefully polished, uh, let, let's pre-record a Zoom call. Let's do, let's sit down and do a, a video confab. I want to do a video podcast. And I, I get that there's value in that. But again, I go back to the words of Pete Lefkowitz, watch what the crowd is doing and move in the opposite direction. When your feed on social media becomes that samey, you know, and you feel like the Stepford Wives where everything you see is robotic and it's the same and nobody's innovating anymore. That's a great opportunity for you to come into the market and say, I don't operate the way that everybody else does. When I say that I'm different, I really mean it. It's not just lip service. On that same note, there are plenty of people out there who will attempt to make something that is simple and straightforward unnecessarily complex, and they'll try to throw up unnecessary barriers to entry. Now, it could be that they're projecting their own limiting beliefs onto you or some subconscious part of them is scared of competition. So they want to make it sound like doing a particular task or having a particular revenue stream is just super difficult, even though it's not. Podcasting falls into that category for me. There are times when I see people on LinkedIn or on Facebook writing these posts about, well, you need to have this kind of equipment. You need to use this particular website to host it. You need to draw attention to it by using these platforms. Like you need to go and invest in $500 to $1,000 to get professional equipment before you ever even hit the record button. And folks, I'm here to tell you that's just a load of bull. It is simply not true. If you have a telephone and the ability to use a recording app, you can do a podcast. So do not listen. If you, if you are thinking about doing this and you really have a, a viewpoint and something to share with the world, please do not let these people who are telling you that you need to go spend all this money and it needs to be super complicated. It does not. Perfect is the enemy of good. So often in life we get crippled by thinking it has to be perfect. I, I don't want to do it unless every single episode can sound like it was recorded in a Hollywood studio. <laughs> well, if that be the case, you're going to be waiting for a really long time. And the more we procrastinate on things like that, the more they tend to not ever happen. So don't talk yourself out of a great experience or a potential way to drive in revenue to your business because some guy on LinkedIn said, you only need to use a particular platform and you have to invest $1,000 in professional equipment. Otherwise, nobody will listen. It's just simply not true. A few years ago, I heard an interesting story. This woman had been doing a lot of email marketing for her business, and this was when email was still fairly new and exciting. If The whole process of sending and receiving an email was a novelty for a lot of people, and when you logged in and you saw that you had stuff in your inbox, it was, it was cool. 
It was exciting. You you were pumped to see that you had something in your inbox. <laughs> now we look at it and we're like, it's probably spam. It's probably somebody trying to sell me something. It's probably junk. But back then it was exciting. And she was getting lost in the shuffle because marketers had figured out that email was the wave of the future. And so that was really when all of the spam and all of the um, death by email marketing stuff was just getting started. So she wasn't getting good responses from sending out her emails. And she decided to go old school and send out her sales copy via fax. Now, just to be clear, I'm fully aware the year is 2020. People don't have fax machines anymore. So don't leave this podcast episode thinking that I told you to go and do sales copy via fax. The point that I'm making is her revenue increased because more people were actually reading the content that she was sending to them. This is back when every office still had a fax machine. It wasn't being used as often anymore as email, but that's the point. People would pay attention to a fax because it was sort of a novelty again. It was like, oh, there's a piece of paper. A fax came in. I wonder what this is. There was enough curiosity factor there for somebody to actually read the content written on the page and reach out to her and give her a phone call. It all goes back to what Pete said. Watch what the crowd is doing and move in the opposite direction. Selfishly speaking, another reason why I opted for the audio-only format, aside from the fact that it's ridiculously easy and it's much faster to record an episode than it is to do everything by video, is as an introvert and a farmer, I do not walk around my ranch in a camera-ready glamour shots type of state. (laughs) To me, the whole idea of like gussying up for a day of working from my home office and then doing farm chores makes no sense at all. And I'm also one of the people who has severe Zoom fatigue. I mean, so many people have used and used and used Zoom. They have, it's almost like a, a, a shiny new toy for them. Something that could have very easily been a telephone call turns into a video Zoom meeting for you know, insert extroverted business buzzword here. We're doing it for collaboration. We're doing it. We're doing it for team building. We're doing it for connection. Meanwhile, in point of fact, I think in a lot of cases, companies are doing it for surveillance. They want to be able to eyeball you and and really actually see what you're doing. Are you in your home office? Where are you sitting? What are you wearing? Do you look like you're in work mode? Are your kids running around like banshees? (laughs) What's actually going on? So I find it very intrusive, but it it takes a lot out of you. If you're, if you're highly extroverted, maybe it doesn't, but for the rest of us on the planet, it takes a lot out of you to have to get dressed in a certain way and sit and do a fake smile for 30 minutes or an hour. For me, there's a real uh, benefit to being able to relax and just have a, a real person to person human conversation. I would say a human conversation and a humane conversation so that people can be in their pajamas. They can be sitting outside on their back porch. They can be wherever is most comfortable and relaxing for them. To be fair, there are some excellent video podcasts out there that really do allow for spontaneity. They're not scripted. They don't ask you to show up dressed a certain way or to present yourself a certain way. I really would highlight 
Russ Johns and the pirate broadcast as being a program of that nature. You know, if you're going to do a video podcast, I really think that he shows an excellent way of how to do it so that it's authentic. It's a real human conversation and it's not just the pre-recorded zoom call of, Oh, this is a very natural and spontaneous conversation between two humans, except it's not. Everything is robotic and has been coordinated ahead of time. Russ doesn't do that on his show, and I think it really shows in the quality of the guests that he has on. Um, am I biased because I was a guest? Yes, probably so. But it, it he, he's producing good content. He's interviewing cool, interesting people, and he's pushing good content out. So many of these like pre-recorded uh, Zoom calls where it's like, I'm just going to interview somebody in my network to say that I did. It's like, well... I mean, who's really benefiting from that? Is anybody getting any good information from it? And is it driving any revenue to your business? You know, I don't mind being very transparent with the listeners here and saying this podcast has put money in my pocket. It has converted people from listeners to clients. I've had people who were guests on the show that have picked up business and, and brought in new revenue from being a guest on this show. I've had podcast guests who have listened to one another's interviews and connected with each other and it brought in revenue that way. So I think it's very interesting how I've created this network of individuals that have really been helped and assisted by a very simple, straightforward, audio-only podcast that I record from my phone. My point is, it's okay to have a different path and it's important to forge your own path. Do not let somebody on social media convince you that it takes oodles and oodles of money to do something or that it needs to be absolutely perfect before you get started. If you invite somebody to be a client or you invite somebody to be a guest and they say no and they're snooty about it, oh well, it's their loss. You know, I like how the entrepreneur Dan Locke says, if you don't work with me, you get to keep your money, but you also get to keep your problems. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please share it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us on iTunes. I'll see you in the next episode.